Today we are on the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And we have for this day our theme, Living in Christ, Servant of All. It is also very timely that we are looking forward now into this uh, 2022 election. But we are also being reminded as a church of God that we are to be people who are of humble service before our King. There is the thing that I would like for us to be reminded of, especially with our gospel reading for today, is that in servanthood, God's greatness is seen, not just in power. In servanthood, God's greatness is seen, not just in power. As this gospel reading that we have, verse 35 to verse 45, the earlier verses of this, how that Jesus again, the third time, predicts his suffering as they are now moving forward towards Jerusalem. And there in Jerusalem awaits and even the very plans and the purpose of God our Lord Jesus Christ would be accomplished. So he predicts that he's going to suffer from the hands of the scribes, the Pharisees, elders, the leaders of the day, to be killed and rise again the third day. So the story continues how that when John and James, and I believe the rest of the apostles, heard what Jesus said, these two brave brothers made a request to the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 35, it says, Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. So this is the things that James and John did. They wanted to have an edge over the other apostles. They want Jesus to do something for them, to put them in that position over the others. This is the request. They wanted to be the leaders of the group. <clears throat> and so, this only shows and reveals selfish and the personal ambitions of these two to become the rulers. I heard someone says that to, to aspire or 
to have that ambition to become a leaders is biblical. Yes, it's here in the Bible. We have just read that these two aspire to become great. But greatness in God's kingdom is totally different from the greatness according to how the world see greatness. Because greatness in the kingdom of God is not how the world operates. Greatness in the kingdom of God as Jesus Christ in our first and our second reading shows us. He came to be stricken, to be wounded on our behalf. He chose to be a servant. He chose to be when he is the Son of God, to be a Son of Man, in order that the world might be saved, might be redeemed, chose to be a Son of Man so that the plans and the purposes of God might be established. So Jesus Christ in our first and our second reading shows us how it is to become great in the kingdom of God. It is in humility, it is in submission, it is in obedience, it is in his service. So this is how God sees greatness in his kingdom. But greatness in the eyes of the world is different. Even taking advantage of the others, stepping on another man's person so that they could have the edge. That is how the world operates. That is how the world would like to become great. To have power, to have might, to have authority so that they could rule. They could have dominion. But even in the eyes of God, dominion is found in humility. Because how does Jesus rule his kingdom? The reason that we have so much unhappiness, emptiness, and strife simply because of our self-centered and willful desire to become great. That is how the world operates. So we can see that people are willing to do almost anything to attain power prestige, and position. How many of you here you heard sometime in the news, especially now that we are drawing near to the election, there are some who are willing to kill their opponent 
in order for them to take the position. You would always hear that when election is drawing near. You would hear news about that. Even in the lowest position in the government, they can afford to do that. Barangay captain lang, they would kill their opponent so that they would take the position. Why? Many promises again we will hear. This is what we are willing to do. Three to five years, there will be no more squatter in Metro Manila. Many promises. Sometimes it's impossible. But they would say that in order to get the vote. But that is not how God operates His kingdom. We can see how that God came down to the level of man who humbled himself, take the form of a servant. That is how Jesus Christ shows us how he operates in his kingdom. So in God's eyes, he who serves is great. And so the, Jesus continued with his discourse with the two brothers. <coughs> In verse 38, But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, we are able. So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism that I am baptized with, you will be baptized. This is the question of the Lord Jesus Christ to these two apostles. The cup that I drink, the baptism that I am going to baptize with, are you able to do that? Yes, this is the the response of these two. We are able. And indeed, they gave their life. They also suffered death for the kingdom of God. For the work of the church. They suffered death. These uh, two brothers also suffered martyrdom. They died in line of battle. But speaking with us today, when Jesus posed this question to us, are you also willing to drink the cup that I drink? Be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. Baptism speaks about the covenant. Jesus Christ, when he says about the cup here, it's not about what we partake in this table. But what simply Jesus Christ telling us is that, are you also willing to die for me? Now, telling us in this generation, are we also willing to die 
for the service of Christ, a servant of Christ in this generation. It is only us, each and every one of us, could answer that for God. I'm not asking you to say yes or no here with me. But ask that question. Answer that question also. Are you willing? Because this is what the Lord Jesus Christ asked these two apostles. The cup that I drink, are you willing? Are you able? Because Jesus Christ was talking about his death, the suffering that he must go through. And yes, they indeed. But now in our generation, are we willing to do that? Are we willing to die for the church, for Christ? Even dying to selves, according to Mark 8, that we've read, dying to ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Many of us have not fulfilled, have not grown in this. Dying ourselves, taking up our cross, follow him. Now talking more deeply, dying, physically, We have not reached yet to that level of our commitment to God. Okay? So it's, it's Jesus who is the one who prepared a place for us in heaven. Now in verse 39, in verse 40, he says to this apostle, Yes, you will indeed drink the cup, be baptized. But Jesus Christ says, But the sin on my right hand and on my left are not mine to give, but it is prepared for those for whom it is being prepared. It has been given to those who have worked for the kingdom. It is God who placed us. God is the one who placed us in that position, not us. So in verse 42 and verse 45, we can see here how that greatness in God's kingdom means serving God and others. I have said that we are willing to die also for the service of others. We are willing, even if it is sometimes sabi natin na wala sa oras. But if someone calls us and needs us, then let us be ready. We are be of service. Because this is what God calls us to do. It says here in verse 42, when Jesus called 
to himself, the twelve. He said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Now in verse 33 it says, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever desires to be first shall be slave of all. The word Jesus Christ says, slave. You know what slave is? When we say that it is a slave, the word slave comes from the Greek word doulos. The thought here is this, that he does not belong to himself. A slave is someone who does not belong to himself, but to a master higher than himself. You know, when in the Old Testament, a slave always follow the command. They could not reason out. They could not complain. They would just simply obey. So in God's kingdom, greatness is accorded to the one with a servant attitude, with a servant heart. Next month, we will be ordaining seven deacons, seven priests. And this is a good reminder for those who will be ordaining into the office of the deacon. Those who will be ordaining into the office of the priesthood. And not only for those who are going to be ordained, but this is also a reminder for each and every one of us who are already in the ordained ministers and also for the people that we are to be of a servant heart. And in verse 45, let us choose to be motivated by Christ's life by serving. Jesus Christ came to the world, as it says in verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. When Jesus gives his life as a ransom, he frees us not to become great as the world understands greatness, but to serve others as slaves of Christ. This is how Jesus Christ ransoms us. He frees us, not calling us to be of greatness, but to serve others. Now there's these things that the disciples probably learned. The important lesson about Jesus 
about greatness and the new needs that day. They learned that a consistent, sincere, sincere lifestyle of putting others first while placing their own desires and ambitions on hold for the benefit of the kingdom was the path for true greatness. No need for any other path. Remember the word of the bishop. The bishop would always remind us about attitude of being a servant. The way up is what? Down. To become great in the kingdom of God, to be come up is way down. Servanthood, humility. That is what the bishop would always remind us also. Now there's these things that we need to ponder. And I'm going to end with this. Within our hearts are both humility and arrogance. Respect for others and a desire to outshine them. A desire to serve and a craving to be served. Now, this is what I would like for us to ponder. The one you feed, that will win. Will you feed your humility, respect to others, desire to serve? Or will you feed arrogance, a desire to outshine them, or a desire or a craving to be served. Think what you are going to fed in your heart and in your mind. Because what you fed, that will win. And that would also come out in our lives. But it is as being reminded by the letter of Moses. When God presented the people of the nation of Israel, how that he says, Behold, I have set before you life and death, good and evil. But Jesus, but God, in his goodness and mercy, help us what to choose. He says, choose life and choose blessing. And let us also this day choose to fed humility, servanthood in our hearts and in our minds. Let us all stand. Let us declare the creed.